Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, February 10th. Avoid negative thinking. Remember, whatever you project outward to the world will return to you. A boomerang effect is inevitable. Well, the boomerang effect is a very important part of right living, living wisely, living well. And the boomerang effect is because we have an egoic identification with who we are and what we do and energy, the, the, the energy is never lost. Energy just keeps reforming itself. So because there is a string between what we think, what we do, the actions we take, we identify with those, then they, they stay tied to us in some way. This is a very brief metaphysical explanation about how this works. It's also related to the chakras and how vibrations of consciousness that we express a register in the chakras and are, are, are stay with us as vortices of energy of a particular vibration, that vibration uh, matching the vibration that we ourselves expressed. And this uh, energy vibration in the chakras is a part of the astral world. So even when the physical body dies, it's the karmic pattern, it's the energy pattern that goes into the astral world that eventually comes back into the material world and is the vibration that draws us to a particular birth, that then manifests the body that we have. So this boomerang effect, it, even if you get away with it and get to die without the boomerang hitting you, it's still going to come back to you sooner or later because it's part of who you are. So negative thinking is also, it has to be understood in its proper form. Because sometimes, like um, even now, I mean, Negative thinking is, let me just think what I, what I want to say here. Negative thinking is not, um, is, not dis is different than discrimination. And, and I've, I have to replay this theme a great deal because this is how true teachings get slightly distorted. And people start trying to make something, make a teaching work many years ago, like in the, in the 70s and the 80s when... It was this huge revolution in lots of people's thinking. And there were a lot of um, new thought, new age teachings. They were all about the power of positive thinking, the power of affirmation, and very definitely what you think you, you will become. So don't ever think of fear of thoughts. Don't ever think negative thoughts. And so it would cause people also to be, um, to, to be unwilling to look at life realistically. And rather, in, in the name of not being negative, some people would give in to what, I would, what Swami calls wishful thinking rather than positive thinking. And the example that Swami would give, if you're um, invading a country, if you're, an, if you're leading a, uh, an invasion into another country and you're, you're going into the country with 10 soldiers thinking that you'll be victorious because you're expecting the the, the residents of that country to be sound asleep when you come in and you'll just be able to take the country. He says, that's not positive thinking, that's wishful thinking. And that's even foolish thinking. So it's not negative to say, 
you know, there's a, I'm facing a mighty force on that border. And if, if my cause is righteous and I wish to take over that country, which is a strange example, but let's talk about it. I have to be realistic and clear about what I'm up against. Because if I, if I refuse to acknowledge what I'm up against, I will never manifest the necessary creative energy to be able to move things in the direction that I think is appropriate. So let's, let's stop invading countries because none of us are invading countries. Let's just think about, I want to start a business, for example. There was this one friend of mine. It was, it was a marvelous cycle. She worked very hard to start this business, and it was some sort of obscure niche having to do with helping people to lower their energy bills. This was a number of years ago. It just something that she had found and that she'd sort of trained in where people could lower their energy bills by following this particular method and, and you know, she would get a percentage. It, it was a, you know, it was a scheme and it wasn't a nefarious one. It actually seemed like a, a pretty good one. She did, she put out all this energy, took the training, did everything to get to the point where the job started, except it was a job that required that you be on the phone a great deal, contacting people and so on like that. She got all the way to that point and then um, acknowledged the fact that she hated to be on the phone and really didn't like to talk to people on the phone and she would do anything rather than call. So she had everything completely set up, had invested quite a bit of time and money into it, and then absolutely nothing came from it. Because somewhere in there, she had just been pretending, wishing, that she didn't have a phobia about the phone. Well, that wasn't positive thinking, that was wishful thinking, that was naive thinking, that was just crazy thinking. It's like if I had known anywhere in the months that she worked on it, I would have tried to talk to her about, maybe this isn't your business. So it, she wasn't, and she thought she was being positive. <laughs> she thought she was being positive by never acknowledging the fatal flaw in the plan. Or people who, and I've seen this also a lot of times, you know, in, and earlier in this month that we were talking about money and the energy exchange that's necessary, you know, money does not just appear in our hands. I mean, every once in a while, somebody has the karma to win the lottery. It actually happens. But for most people, the energy you put out is the energy you get back. And almost every really prosperous person I've seen who earns the money, earns it. I mean, they actually earn it. They may, they may have the karma to be intuitive in the right way, to be at the right place at the right time. They don't have the, the negative karma that's going to pull the rug out from under them. But I've tended to see that people who are prosperous earn as much money as the energy they put out. And so, it, it's, it's again, it's the same thing. It's not negative thinking to say, this is going to work if I work. And if I don't work, it's not going to work just because I want it to. So that's the beginning of really understanding what negative thinking is. The other thing that is, you know, not negative thinking, again, is to realize that there is an enemy at the doorstep. And if there really is an enemy at the doorstep, whatever it might be, the enemy is at the doorstep. And to say there's an enemy at the doorstep is not negative thinking. It's, it's acknowledging what kind of force is going to be required to overcome it. Negative thinking is, oh, there's, a neg there's an enemy at the doorstep. We're never going to be able to do anything. We're just defeated now. We might as well not try. That's negative thinking. But to acknowledge it and realize we must get our energy together to meet this, that's positive thinking. Because that says, I can meet it. I don't have to pretend it's not there. 
I don't have to just wish reality rather than it is. This is how Swamiji puts it. You know, you have to be able to just accept reality. And it's helpful if you have faith in God. It's really helpful if you have a sense of yourself as part of a greater reality. This is how all the different suggestions Swami make in this, makes in this book all weave together. Because if we have a relationship that we have built all the time with the divine, and our primary positive thinking is, I am a child of God, and he will help me, she will help me, then that's the positive thinking you want. And then when, then when you say, and God has sent me an enemy on my doorstep, then God has sent me an enemy on my doorstep. And it's not negative thinking to acknowledge that, wow, God has put an enemy on my doorstep. So what positive response am I going to have from this? Another way of thinking about it, which it's sort of a joke, but it's very helpful, you know, in all the fairy tales and the children's books, it's always, uh, you know, and they lived happily ever after. You know, that used to be the, and then the music would come and you'd see whoever they were. Usually it was the happy couple, the prince and the princess. They were walking off and they lived happily ever after. And it became kind of the, the Cinderella syndrome or whatever they would call it, where just somebody's going to rescue me and then I'll be happy forever. I'm going to just comment, and this is totally off the subject, but there was a time when the Cinderella syndrome was talked about for a while, and um, Swami Kriyananda used to really like the, the, the original Walt Disney Cinderella movie. And I watched it, I'm, now I'm talking about something that happened 20 years ago, but I watched the movie, have watched the movie a number of times. It's actually a really beautiful movie. I'm talking about the very original one. And there's something else. Cinderella was a very noble character. She was extremely self-sacrificing for her stepsister. She was very loving in her relationship to everyone. She did not see herself as a victim. She did not complain. She put out tremendous positive energy against very hard circumstances. And as a result, drew to herself a fairy godmother and a great blessing. So when people were talking about the Cinderella syndrome, whatever that meant, I thought to myself, if we could all really actually be like Cinderella was, we would be a lot better off because it, it really isn't a question of uh, expecting something for nothing. You know, she earned it. She was, she was really beautiful in doing it. Now that's beside the point. But I'm talking about these fairy tales that always end with the prince and the princess happily ever after. In other words, there's a happy ending. So the ultimate in positive thinking, this is how I've come to think about it, is not to say that everything that happens is perfect. A friend of mine was, was deeply betrayed by someone she trusted. And she was very hurt by it, and it was very disturbing to her life. It was, a, it was a very hard test. And she was trying to work through, like, how could she get over this? And she, was, she came to Swamiji with a solution that she thought, oh, well, what the other person did was, was just perfect. They behaved just perfectly. It was, it was just what was supposed to happen. And Swami said, they did not behave well. They behaved very, very badly. <laughs> and, it was, and, and she was surprised because she thought she was doing the right thing. No, they behaved very badly. Swami said, don't comfort yourself with a lie. Which I thought, whoa, that was an interesting way to put it. Don't tell yourself an untruth in an effort to make yourself feel better. Say, this person failed to live up to their own ideals. This person failed to live up to the highest potential within them. 
okay, that's just a fact. That's not negative. There's nothing negative about it. To say they're a, a terrible person, they're lost forever, you know, God doesn't love them, I hate them. All of that is the kind of negative thinking that Swami's talking that will boomerang back at you. And so will comforting yourself with a lie. That's also negative thinking because that's an inability to just face reality as it is. The reality is unbearable, so I have to try to escape from reality. That's the height of negativity. That's the height of delusion. You have to just look right at it. This person that I love, loved and trusted, was unable to live up to their own ideals. So the best response to that is compassion, isn't it? Because they too are going to have to learn. They're going to have something they have to go through to understand this. If I ever love them, I have to keep loving them. And I was deeply hurt. That's also just a truth. That's not even negative thinking. Once again, that's just the truth. I was deeply hurt. And negative thinking is to be afraid to say, I was deeply hurt. When you say that I was deeply hurt, it just is what it is. It's neither negative nor positive. It just is what it is. But coming back to the fairy tale, everything resolves for our ultimate spiritual freedom. I mean, everything, no matter how difficult or how how unpleasant or how challenging it might be, in the end, everything resolves for our ultimate spiritual freedom, which means if it isn't the happy ending, it's not the ending. We are just in the middle of the story and we haven't finished yet. And that's what real positive thinking is. Positive thinking is this deep, deep faith that the divine order is always beneficent and the divine order is always bliss-producing. Challenging? Yes. Very challenging? Yes. But if it isn't the happy ending, it isn't yet the ending. A mathematical friend of mine said, If the answer to the equation is not elegant and beautiful, he said, harmonious, elegant, and beautiful, he said, it's not the right answer to the equation. And he said that turned him from an atheist into a devotee of God because he thought if a mathematical equation is going to resolve elegantly, beautifully, and harmoniously, life itself must resolve. So atheism, he, he realized, was simply the wrong answer to the equation. Isn't that a beautiful way to think about it? Swami says, avoid negative thinking. Remember, whatever you project outward to the world will return to you. A boomerang effect is inevitable. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.